I'm Taylor Scalia, and this is Girl, It Is Time to Thrive. Welcome back to Girl, It Is Time to Thrive. I have Lena Sciotis on the show today, and I'm so excited to have her because she is an absolute expert in her field. She is one of the co-founders of PR and Donuts Fitness and Nutrition, and she is helping women like you, like me, just everyday women find balance, changing their relationship with food, hitting goals that they didn't even know that they had, and they are getting stronger, and they are getting successful, and they are starting to love their bodies through the journey of health and fitness. Not enough people out there are doing what they do right now. And I'm, I'm thrilled to have her because she's going to be teaching us how we can start incorporating that into our lives, into our health and fitness journey. So let's get started. I'm really, really happy for you guys to learn from her. All right. So today for the show, we have uh, Lena Sciotis on, who is my old college roommate. So I'm very excited to have her on the show. And... We have been through so many different seasons of our life, but today we are going to talk about health and fitness and finding balance in that because I have seen her struggle, she has seen me struggle, and now she is a coach, and I just want you to talk a little bit about your background, Lena, and um, I'll try not to call you Bean. I feel like I have, like, it's going to come (laughs) out at some point. That was what we used to call her in college. Such a weird nickname. We won't even go into that story, but (laughs) yeah, (laughs) Lena, can you tell us a little bit about your background and what you do? Um, Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on your show. And we have been through so many seasons of life. It is about to be 2022. And it's definitely been over 10 years of knowing each other. Uh huh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So all the memories rushing back. Yeah. So um, if you would have told me like 10 years ago that we'd be together on a podcast right now, I probably would have been like, yeah, right. So this is super cool. I'm proud of us. Me I'm very too. Proud I of am. Us. Yeah. Um, so for me, fitness has always been like a huge passion. As you know, it has started mostly in college, but um, and like you said, I, it's, I've struggled on different levels. I've I've lost a bunch of weight. I've gained a bunch of weight. I would consider myself orthorexic actually in college because of my over like. I just was so overcommitted and just so only focused on fitness. So um, to be on the other end now where I help people kind of heal the relationship with exercise and food is super awesome. I feel like I am really doing the work that I'm meant to be doing. So now Ryan and I, my partner, we own PR Fit and we are kettlebell strength coaches and nutrition coaches helping people kind of navigate their fitness journeys. Yeah, I would agree that you were that way in college. I think I think a, a little bit of both of us were. Uh, I was just talking to mm. someone about this actually yesterday. I was on a podcast about body image, and I talked about my struggles of body image. And I think you and I, we went through our weight has fluctuated, and we were awesome when it came to motivating each other in college to work out, but I think our mindset was very unhealthy. So It's kind of off topic, but what do you think really helped you when it came to shifting your mindset around body image? Boy, so body image, I could talk, like you said, a whole nother topic. (laughs) I could go deep into this, but like for me, I've, I've in the last, I don't know, maybe like 
three years, I've really tried to lean into like body neutral. I think that like body positivity is great. I personally try to strive for somewhere in the middle because when I was very lean um, and the way that I became very lean was very unhealthy in the long run. But um, when I was, when I was very lean, I still didn't think I looked good, which is crazy. Um, but I think for me, the biggest shift was kind of just like, not like, just not caring anymore. Like, and I know that's easier said than done, but I really just, I just don't care. I only want to make myself happy. And I don't let the, I don't weigh myself at all. And I haven't in many, many years. Um, but I don't let like the size of my pants dictate my self-worth. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I agree with that statement that you get to this point where you're like, I'm always going to pick myself apart. So while I continue to get healthy and while I continue to move my body, I may as well do it from a place of love because I at my skinniest, I thought I was huge. So and I look back at yeah. pictures and I'm like, oh, my gosh, you were tiny, Taylor. Like you couldn't have gotten yeah. any smaller. Like but in my mind, I was still pinching my thigh, like my thighs and my like my love handles. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. You get to this point where you're just like, I can't live my life this way forever. Yeah. Yeah. I also I also will say like I have this vivid memory of like standing in our apartment in, with you. I'm standing in my apartment in a t- in our apartment in a towel and in front of my dresser and I'm like, oh, you guys like really think I look good. And you literally looked at me and you're like, Lena, there's a line going down your stomach. Like you have. Oh my gosh. Yes. I remember that. Yeah. And I was, and I remember my internal dialogue being like, oh, am I really that skinny? Like that's where my mind was in 2014 when I was like going through that phase of just being like fasted cardio in the morning, lifting six times a week. Like, and I think to circle back to what you said, about body image, I started not giving any more, like I started not caring because I found more value and self-love and strength. I started getting super, super strong and realizing like, oh my gosh, my body can do so much more than just fit into a size two jean. Like, wow. I just want to repeat that. My body can do so much more than fit into a size two. That is a powerful statement. And I really hope you guys sit down and reflect with that statement because damn, Lena, that that was good. So how do you recommend people instill balance going into the new year so they don't get hurt or lose motivation if they don't see results right away? Yeah. So the first thing I want to say is that everybody thinks that motivation is what they're lacking. I don't have the motivation. I don't have the control or the willpower motivation is only going to take you so far. Like all these people that you look up to that are on the internet that work out every day, they don't have motivation all the time. It's, it's a totally different like skill to be able to have that drive your inner drive and like doing it when you don't want to. So like my first suggestion would be like shift your mindset around your expectations, get super, super clear about what your goal is. Because if you don't know what your goal is, you can't plan out what you want to do long-term. So getting like super clear on your goal and understanding like, do I want this for myself or do I want this because other people want it for me? Yeah, that's Um, good. Yeah. And then from there, 
like I said, set expectations. Like, what are your goals? Your goals could be strength-based. Like, I just want to lift as much weight as possible, which is pretty much my goal most of the time. Or your goal could be like fat loss related. And if it is fat loss related, um, set realistic expectations because it's not, you know, you hear 10 week programs, this and that, you're not going to see sustainable results in a 10 to 12 week program. Fitness is a long game. It doesn't stop. Like it just, it just keeps going. So even when you get to where you want to be, you're not at the top of the mountain. You haven't peaked because the peak doesn't exist. There is no, there is no peak. You just keep climbing and it just gets easier because you get better. Yeah, that's so true. So when people like, how do, if we back it up and we make it not dumb, but like as simple as possible, how do people create these realistic goals? How do they know what's realistic? Yeah. So, you know, I would first, if you don't have, um, if you don't have experience with mapping out a blueprint for your goals, I would definitely, um, seek out some help because you want to collapse time, hire a coach because they're going to help you get from point A to point B and help you create that roadmap much quicker than you could. Like my recommendation, especially like with habits is I highly recommend the book Atomic Habits. I think it should be a required reading for anyone looking to make change in their life. Um, But in the time that you're going to read a book, you could have hired a client or a coach and you could have gotten your your roadmap to success. So, um, but just how do you know what's realistic? Well, put it this way, let's say, I think this is a pretty relatable goal. I want to lose 10 pounds or I want to lose 20 pounds. Did it take you 12 weeks to gain 10 or 20 pounds? Mm -hmm. Probably not. So it's probably going to take you longer than 10 or 12 weeks to lose 10 to 20 pounds. Um, And especially with fat loss, a good, um, a good rule of thumb is like one to two pounds a week and and two pounds is a lot but I like to see like one pound of fat loss a week okay I think that's really good because it's so true because a lot of people are going to go into the new year saying I want to lose 10 pounds or I want to drop two sizes and it's true you did not gain two pant sizes or gain 20 pounds in 12 weeks and Mm -hmm. um and that's why I think when people go into it saying for the next year they want to lose 10 pounds, it's completely doable throughout the whole year. But a lot of people quit because it's February, it's the second week of February, and they didn't lose, they only lost two pounds, which actually really technically, if you started January 1st and you lost two or three pounds by February, that's, that's great. That's really good. Yeah, that's really good. And the thing is that you want to lose it sustainably. And so- this is great because I just had this conversation with a client yesterday who we've been working together for a long time and his, one of his goals is fat loss. And, um, before the pandemic, he had been down like 40 pounds and now with the pandemic and like job changes and whatever, you know, he's gained some of that weight back. And yesterday we were talking and he's like, okay, yeah, like, I know I can do this, but what happens when I get there? How do I maintain? I'm like, well, you, you keep going. Like you just keep going. Like there isn't like, you're not just going to get there and be like, I did it. Like you're going to get there and you're going to keep going because you can't just like stop. 
Mm -hmm. then all you're going to do is regress. And, and the thing that I think that a lot of people don't really understand is that it is truly a light. And some people might not like this, but it is a lifestyle change. You are developing habits. You're developing habits, new habits. You are trying to unlearn things that have probably been ingrained in your mind for so many years. And you're trying to unlearn them and then relearn new strategies. And as adults, it's not as easy for us. And that's Mm -hmm. the odds are stacked against us. Really, they are. So it's challenging. And the moment people are met with a little bit of resistance, they just back down. What you have to do is push through that resistance. That's how you develop grit. And that's how you develop that, that sense of like, I need to do this because it's what I do now. And I don't care if I'm having a bad day or if I don't want to, I still have to do it or I still get to do it because this is what I do. This is who I am. Fitness is a part of who I am. And that's where I feel like people are, should be, maybe not should be, but people could aim to try to be in a space where fitness is a part of who they are. And you just said, uh, I was actually going to ask about this. You guys on your Instagram always say, you get to work out, you get to go for a walk, you get to eat healthy. Can you talk about that mindset? Because I absolutely love every time you guys post about that. It always is a good reminder for everything in life. Well, um, I will say like, since the pandemic, I have kind of gone through this, like, I don't want to say like a spiritual, like, maybe like a spiritual awakening more just like an like I've developed this awareness around myself and the way I want to live my life and and getting to and saying that I get to do something it's coming from a place of of gratitude and a place of abundance like how lucky am I that I get to work out like how lucky am I that I get to go for a walk Mm -hmm. imagine if I didn't have these opportunities like like I how lucky am I that I get to work from home and I get to go for a walk in the middle of the day and no one can tell me no, you know? It's just, it's more about, we found ourselves kind of operating from this place of scarcity and lack and the changing and shifting your mindset from, oh, I have to do this to I get to do this just kind of shifts you from scarcity and lack to like abundance and gratitude. And it's just so much easier to live life in this space of, of abundance and like I am just grateful to be breathing air today I think that's the best thing that came out of it for a lot of people is that I and not everyone says it as clearly as you guys do that I get to do this I'm lucky to do this mindset but a lot of people were forced to slow down and even though Mm -hmm. there was fear and there still is fear around COVID but there was this I get to go for a walk with my roommate or my fiance or my husband or my girlfriend or my dog. Um, And there's Mm -hmm. a lot more of that small movement. So yes, gyms closed down, but people Mm -hmm. I feel like were able to go outside more. And even though they couldn't socialize with a lot of other people. And I think that's the best thing that came out of the pandemic. And for you guys, gyms closed. You guys before pandemic worked in a gym. And did you guys mm-hmm. have your own business before the pandemic? Or were you no, just personal trainers? honestly, yeah, we were just personal trainers. I was the head trainer and Ryan was the manager. We were essentially running this gym. Um, and before like a week, even two weeks before the pandemic um, came to the States, I had clients, I have a lot of clients that work um, with com- with people overseas and stuff. And they were like, hey, this is coming. We need to get you on Zoom. We need to get you 
like ready to make the transition because a they wanted to keep working out and b they wanted to see me continue to succeed so i was able to make the switch to zoom and like i i don't even know the date but like i think my last day on the 17th of march i think the 13th of march was my last day the 17th was a monday i was running zoom classes um we were running zoom classes monday wednesday friday and then it ended up being like an, a tremendous amount of classes and then like we backed down and now actually we just celebrated our our one year official business anniversary That's on like so december exciting. 9th yeah it's pretty exciting it's very exciting i'm not you know when you like start a business it's i don't i had no expectation i just was like i bless and release like whatever happens <laughs> and i'm i'm very happy you know this year of business was like figuring it out um for sure <laughs> on many on many fronts and i'm very excited for like some serious growth in 2022 so really excited for the future so yeah. going into 2022 and i'm really excited to talk about what you guys have as a business setup but mm -hmm. to finish what we were saying about balance because i'm getting sidetracked i think um it's okay what... we're like <laughs> It's all right. We're just going to cover as much as we can in 45 minutes. When it comes to balance and people creating goals, we talked about the traditional, I want to lose 10 pounds, but what do you look for your, what are you asking your clients to do for their goals? Like what are you, when you talk to your clients and you're like, let's create a next year goal. What does that look like? What mm -hmm. are, what are your expectations? What are, should other people's expectations be? Yeah. So when I will talk to my clients, there's a couple things I like to do. There's a couple exercises, but like the first thing that I ask them is what is your goal? And they'll tell me, and we'll just keep going with the 20 pounds. What is your goal? 20 pounds. I want to lose 20 pounds. Great. Why is that important to you? Mm, like and then that. they respond with, yeah. So, well, it's important to me because I want to look better, feel better. I want to have a long life so I can play with my kids and grandkids. Great. And why is that important to you? And they kind of just look at me like, so you just keep asking why, because, and it gets uncomfortable because you have to really look deep. Like you have to look in the mirror and understand why, why this is your goal. So like asking yourself why and continuing to dig at that and that way you're connected to it so that when you have a hard time, you I can, as your coach be like, well, you told me that this is important for you because of this and because of this. And then I can reel you back into that moment where you're like, yes, this is why I'm doing it. And then you can take some of the energy from that feeling and take it into like what you're struggling with. But other than asking them, we call it the five whys. You take your big goal and then you break it down. Like think like family tree, right? So this is your goal. Your, ma your massive goal. What are, and you want to get it done in six months. Great. What are the six things that need, like what needs to happen each month for, or what needs, what are the habits or the, the behaviors that you need to accomplish in order to become the person that can make that goal happen? So break it down. I need to exercise three to four times a week. I need to get more serious on my nutrition. I need to prioritize my mental health. I need to manage my stress. And then from there you go underneath. Okay, so I need to work out three to four days a week and you break it down. 
What does that look like? What do you need to do? Well, you need to get a membership at the gym and you need to hire a trainer or find a program to follow. And then same thing with nutrition. Nutrition gets a little bit dicier because um, you want to, there's many different avenues. Um, so, but breaking it down to small bite-sized pieces. So like from your lofty goal, your week one habit is literally to drink more water. And then your week two habit is to walk more, right? And, and while you're still implementing some kind of nutrition protocol and exercise, but you start by implementing small habits, which they go over in the book Atomic, James Clear goes over in Atomic Habits, but you, um, you start by focusing on habits because you want behavior outcome, you want behavior goals, not outcome goals. You want the, out, the outcome is to lose 20 pounds, but everything that has to happen for you to do that is behavior-based. Mm. So it all comes it's down so to good. changing your behavior. Yeah. It's so true. When you, um, people don't realize what their habits do for them. Like if you wake up every morning and you skip breakfast and have a large coffee and you just grunt your way to your car and you're miserable to start the day and you do that every single day, mm-hmm. that's how you, that's your morning routine. If, if you, even if people who are like, I don't have a morning routine, it's like, well, you do. You have a morning yeah. routine. You just don't think of it as a routine, but it's a habit to skip breakfast and have coffee and grunt your way to the car. But if you yeah, for sure. want to get healthier, changing that behavior, you know, instead of skipping breakfast, I'm going to have an overnight oats or yogurt and then I'm yeah. going to grunt my way to the car. And then it's like, okay, well, then I'm going to actually yeah. sit down and I'm going to journal and like, so changing that. Yeah. And I think people, I like how you guys do it because if you ask someone to go from zero to 100, they're going to fail. But if you ask people to change one small habit over two weeks and then to do two small habits for the next two weeks, now you're four weeks into and you've changed two habits of your life. So I like that. Exactly. That's really good. And the key is, yeah, the key is, is that you're changing these habits, building on them. So like, you know, you start with the water and then you add the walking and then you add the next thing, which would be like a lean protein at every meal. So then you're adding the walk or the water, the walk and the protein. So you just keep it's habit stack. You just stack them like mm-hmm. one on top of the other. And it's all, it's all the small things. So like small changes that will lead to the big change, because like you said, I think a, a good analogy is like, when was the last time anyone was successfully able to like stop smoking cold Turkey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's, I think that's really relatable. Same thing. Like you can't just expect someone to up and 180 their life because they just decided that they're going to have a, they're going to start to get better at, you know, focusing on their health. Like you can do it in small increments and it's pretty well known that it's more sustainable that way. And you're more likely to adhere to those changes in the long run. Absolutely. So to reiterate, if you are looking to make a goal for January, Lena is basically saying you can't 180 your life. (laughs) You have to (laughs) change your habits one at a time. So think of small things. If you want to lose 10 pounds in 2022, find balance by changing one habit for a few weeks and then adding another habit, still doing the first habit and then adding that second habit. And then 
do that for a couple weeks. So I think that's really good. And going into 2022, can you tell us what you guys have going on for your business? Because I think that people really need to hear about what you guys are going to be offering. Yeah, awesome. So we have a 12-week program called the PR Method. It's our signature program where we teach you how to better your relationship with food through this habit process, this habit changing process. And we teach you how to use a kettlebell safely and effectively and help you learn how to exercise with less equipment and less time and get better results. Essentially. Yeah. And you guys are opening that up the second week of January, you're thinking? Yes. Yeah. Second week of January. And uh, if you're listening to this and you are interested, you could just DM us on Instagram at PRS underscore and underscore donuts uh, and just DM me the word podcast. And I'll know that you heard me on this podcast Um, and and we could talk about what that looks like for you to be in this program. Yeah, for sure. And I will make sure to link uh, their Instagram and anything else in the show notes. I'm really excited for you guys, and I think what you guys do, I mean, even if you're not in a place to make that decision that you want to change, even though I think everyone needs to have healthier, like, mindset over fitness and what that looks like, you guys talk so much about nutrition, you talk so much about balance, and I think that as personal trainers, you guys are exactly what the fitness industry needs, uh, you're both very healthy, you practice what you preach, and you break it down into such simplified terms. And yeah. I think there she's being very humble. And she's like, oh, we just have a signature program. <laughs> they will completely change your lives. I mean, you guys have so many client testimonials on your page because yeah. people love what you guys do. I mean, that's, yeah. you didn't just show up for 12 weeks and someone lost 10 pounds or got skinnier. I mean, you are building yeah. lifestyle habits with your clients. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, we we work with people, like the kettlebell is not the only medium we use. We are drawn to it. We work with people who don't have kettlebells. But I will say that with my clients that have gone all in on kettlebell training and only train with kettlebells, they have seen such dramatic body recomposition just from going all in on these iron bells with handles. Like, like kettlebells have changed their lives the same way they've changed ours. And I am here to change more lives. So come find me and let's do this. <laughs> awesome. I'm so excited. And I can't wait for people to hopefully join your program uh, in January. So thank you so yeah. much for coming on, Lena. It was great. Thank you so much for having me. Wasn't she amazing, guys? I hope that you guys learned something from today. I know that we kept joking. We were off topic. But I truly believe body image and balance and mindset go hand in hand. So I'm going to link all of Lena's stuff below where you can follow them, where you can learn more about their signature course. And I hope that you guys go and look into everything they have to offer because they are a wealth of knowledge and you're going to learn so much. As always, guys, be kind to someone this week, eat some good food, and pat yourself on the back because it is your time to thrive, and that starts within. Have a great week, everyone.